What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Out What Now podcast. A bit of a different episode. I just want to hang with you for a few minutes this morning. It is a delightfully stormy morning in beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm having some coffee out of my brand new Queer Impact Collective mug, of which there are also at what now podcast mugs. There are some keeping it queer mugs and all kinds of cool stuff that you can get your hands on. So you can uh, fuel up with me and all of my Instagram story coffee pours every single morning. If you go to megsaconnector.com, you can get yours too. And we can have some coffee together. But I wanted to chat with you a little bit this morning. I've been noodling on doing kind of a a shorter kind of mini sewed, quickie, shorty, whatever you want to call it, a shorter podcast episode that's just a little bit of a solo take on conversations and big takeaways that come from the episode before. And I haven't really, I hadn't figured out how I wanted to do it yet, but I think I've got a clear vision now and I'm ready to share it. And this episode that just dropped last Thursday with Janice Bailey, I thought was really, really interesting. And I had some cool takeaways that I wanted to share with you. And another reason that I want to do episodes like this is I think when we listen to stories, because those episodes can get a little bit long, right? Like you're chilling for an hour listening to someone's story that could be pretty intense and it might resonate a whole bunch and then feel kind of intimidating to process and apply to your own journey. And it might also feel very distant and like the journeys are far apart from each other. Like you didn't really relate at all. So what does that have to do with you? Like, oh, it's a nice story, but moving on. And my initial intent with this entire show was not just to share stories and wallow in the difficulty of the queer experience and so on and so forth as we share these stories, but to give actionable hope and to share stories that are going to help you to navigate your journey in a more bold, authentic, confident, connected way. That has always been the goal of this show. And I think sometimes it can get easy to get lost in the story or to listen really quick. And then we end up not applying some of the things that we learned when they actually were really helpful or they really did resonate or they would have been just perfect for the challenge that we're dealing with in any given moment. And so I want to do some of these little episodes to give you an idea of what my takeaways are and how I'm applying it to my journey because my journey, like everyone's, is ongoing. And as I am the interviewer and the host of the show, a lot of times I learn stuff in the heat of the moment as we're having the conversation because you can go into an interview with an idea of how it's going to go, what you're going to learn, what the all the elements of the story are, and you can be super surprised. Sometimes it goes a, a little bit differently than you think it might. And um, 
I thought that it would be cool to also just kind of document how I'm applying these things to my journey as it's ongoing. So it might be a little bit easier for you to break down and see how it might be helpful for you on your journey as a queer person who's coming into their queerness as an ally and whatever way you want to apply these things to your own life. So to take you back to Janice's episode, and if you haven't listen to it, go back and do it. Janice is so cool. And she has some great takeaways and advice um, that she shares in the episode. And one of the things though, that I thought was really cool in my conversation with Janice is, of course, we talked about queer travel and feeling safe and understanding cultures and seeing the world and all of that stuff. But when we were talking about her coming out story, it was the, the thing for me that I thought was so cool was that it was like, as we went through the story, she was kind of realizing and recognizing some of the really difficult things that she had been through, but not really talked about or thought about because she was just so in it. And I think a lot of us can probably relate to that, right? When we're going through something that's difficult, it doesn't matter if it's your coming out journey and you're taking it day to day, or it's like a, fitness and nutrition change and you're just taking it one day at a time or a big project at work and you're just taking things one day at a time. It's hard to sometimes as you're going through it to look back and see the body of work that you did, the strength that it took, the perseverance, the basic self-love, even when you are in a moment where it feels like you don't love yourself at all. In fact, you might loathe yourself a little bit, which was certainly my experience. And you don't see how much progress you've made and how fucking cool and impressive and awesome it is that you are sitting here today listening to this podcast and um, you keep showing up. You keep showing up for yourself. You keep looking for resources. You keep looking for community. You um, keep doing the things that keep you going. And I think where this really came out for Janice was when she was talking about, you know, a lot of her relationships changed with people in her family. And there was a point in the episode where she was like, you know what? Actually, that was kind of hard. That was hard. There were people who probably hated me. And she chose to continue showing up authentically and allowed those relationships to change. She grew into a new, stronger relationship with her mom and probably other family members that we didn't get to touch on. And it really impacts the way she shows up today as a constantly new and improving version of Janice, which I think is what our goal always is, because there really is no end game here. It's just always showing up the best you possibly can on any given day. And that can look a lot of different ways. And I do think it's so easy to lose sight of the progress that we've made. Like I said, when we're in the middle of it, when we're just focusing on getting through the day to day, 
you know, it's so much emotional energy just to keep moving forward. There isn't a whole lot left in the tank all the time to look back and pat yourself on the back and be like, wow, you know what? Like you hated, I hated myself a little less today, or that was a pretty radical act of self-love to set that boundary or just the little things that we do that we don't even notice because we are in it on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's pretty much always true. We tend to shortchange ourselves on recognizing and celebrating our progress and how we've go- on how we've grown and the way that we define progress. Because in many cases, maintenance is progress. For a lot of people, just staying at a baseline of very basic mental health, getting your basic needs met, you know, staying alive for so many in our community is winning. Maintaining that is huge. It is in, insanely impressive and worthy of celebration. And of course, you're not going to do that in the moment. But looking back, when you take the time to reflect on how where you've been, where you are now, how far you've come, the strength that it took to get there, it's pretty amazing. But it can be easy too, I think, to... W- celebrating things can get messy, right? Because we can get so caught up in comparing our journeys and our experiences and our timelines to someone else's, especially the stuff that you see on the internet or maybe other people that we have in our lives. And like I said, this can apply to your queer experience, your coming out experience. It can apply at work and comply in your relationships and if you have a partner or not, or where you're at with fitness and nutrition or whatever it is that you're kind of focusing on right now. And um, I was, as I was thinking about this episode and what I wanted to say and what my takeaways were, I was kind of looking at my own coming out journey and some of these progress markers where they were, they were huge. But the whole time I was like, God, I am far behind. And this feels really big, but also like I'm moving like a slow ass turtle, right? And, um, you know, I didn't say, I didn't even say to myself and actually mean it and accept it and not think, you know, but eventually this will go away. I didn't even say I'm gay to myself until I was 23 years old. And I had known for 10 years, I had a couple different girlfriends, decently long relationships, like I was doing the thing. And it took me a long time to even just say the words to myself internally. That's not even out loud per se. And then it was another five years after that before I even got remotely close to setting a boundary. And eight years after I initially came out, I came out to my parents when I was 23 years old. I'm 34 now. I almost said 35 coming up here pretty soon. My birthday's November 2nd, in case you want to send anything over. Um, but eight years later, I was 31 when I finally stopped saying that I was sorry for being queer, that I wasn't trying to accommodate anymore or qualify or, you know, try to meet in the middle and explain to people how sorry I was that I'm existing in this way. About that time, that was also when I realized that I was using fitness, what I called the fitness and fuck it method to cope with my disdain for myself and my situation. You know, I was either super restrictive and super into fitness, trying to account for how much I disliked my queerness by 
getting my body to where I thought it should and needed to be. Or I would be like, ah, fuck it. I'll eat and drink whatever I want and just attack my body because I'm existing in it and I don't like it. And it was, um, from the time that I came out, it took me 10 and a half years to have the second conversation ever, ever that I had with my dad about my sexuality, what it means for me, what it means in my life, what it was, how it was impacting our relationship and the impact of his strategy of being silent and just acting like it wasn't a thing. Uh, it took me 10 and a half years to have that conversation with him after I came out. I was 33 years old when I finally had a, a second conversation ever with my dad about that. And then 11 years, just this just happened one month ago, six weeks ago, something like that. This summer, I uh, it took me after I came out, which is 21 years after I knew I was queer. I finally brought someone home that I loved to my hometown as my girlfriend to meet my family. And all of those things at every single point, I kind of had this thought in my mind, like, gosh, I feel like I should be way further along than this. This took me forever. And I've celebrated because, you know, I've gotten better at celebrating things and I've made some mindset shifts in the moment. But it wasn't until I did those things that I was ready to do the hard thing, like have conversations, like bring someone home, like, you know, not try to punish myself and my body for existing in it as a queer person. And um, it's, and it's easy to look back and just be like, WTF were you doing, Megs? Like, you knew this, this could have been going on the whole time. Um, or I, I see people around me, I serve a lot of folks around me who are younger, who are, <clears throat> who, you know, come off as far more confident in their queerness, who have come out earlier, who are, have their significant others all over their social media and who seem so much further along than I have or do or whatever. And I mean, I'm very confident in, in where I'm at, but it's very easy to get caught up in maybe for many of you until you maybe even knew these progress markers or where I'm at right now. You're like, wow, Meg's like, I'm, you're way further than me. I've never even said I'm gay yet. Or I haven't, you know, talked to my partner to get out of this, like, hetero relationship that I don't want to be in, or I haven't come out to certain people in my life, or I still loathe myself. I still feel sorry. I still haven't separated out. You Like, can I be Christian and can I be gay? And like all of this stuff, it, it's so easy to get caught up in where we are in comparison to other people without looking at the little things that we have done that are absolutely remarkable. And so I made a just a little bit a little list looking back at some of these things where I'm like, holy shit, I'm really proud of myself, um, which are include, but are not limited to like things that I did this entire time. I never gave up. I had hard conversations. I did the hard things. I invested in coaching that allowed me to then have those conversations and make a lot of these mindset shifts that have been so life-changing for me. 
I used shit relationships that I was in because I didn't believe that I was worthy of better to learn more about myself and what I want and what I value and what I need. I showed up when I was terrified to do so, whether that was on the internet, in a conversation, in a relationship, setting a boundary, doing whatever. Um, over that time, I started recovering faster from emotionally taxing things like trips home um, was a huge measure of success and progress for me and how much I recovered since I started doing this podcast. This used to be so emotionally draining for me that it would take me multiple days to recover from recording a podcast, particularly if I was sharing my own story. And that has, um, I've gained a lot of momentum there and a lot of confidence and a lot better tools to help me process and regulate through those experiences. I've started asking for more help and using my community and leaning on my supports so that I have more energy to continue challenging myself and to continue progressing and doing all of those things that are so important. Um, I figured out how to share the most vulnerable parts of myself on the internet, which is really fucking hard to do. So if you are, if you have ever done that even once, you are insanely strong and resilient. If you are thinking about doing that, you are also very strong and resilient. And if you're like, I don't ever want to do that, you are also strong and resilient. But it is one of the things that I have felt called to do and the way that I want to serve. So that's um, something that is in my register as well. Um, I got more comfortable with coming out to new people over time because everybody knows every time you meet a new person, your ass is coming out. And um, I also have opened myself up to relationships with other queer folks, which is something that I did not do for 34 years of my life. 34 years. I didn't want to, unless it was naturally occurring, I definitely was not seeking out any kind of queer community. And it has absolutely changed the trajectory of my life to let those people in, to be in community with them, to share with them, to hold space for them, to allow them to hold space for me. And it has been, um, absolutely life-changing. So I think when you reflect back, it's easy to be like, wow, I could have done that faster. I could have done that better. Or I feel like I should be further along, but you have already crushed it on so many occasions, on so many days and done so many things that take so much strength and perseverance and grit that there is pretty much nothing on this earth that can stop you. So those are kind of my thoughts and my takeaways, and I'm going to celebrate the shit out of every little progress marker I can think of um, this week. That is one of my intentions is to celebrate the shit out of myself and be proud of who I am, where I am, and excited about where I'm going. And I hope that is something that you are able to do as well. Or whatever your big takeaway was. Um, if you haven't listened to the episode, make sure you go back and listen to what Janice has to say. It's super inspirational and she's so real and chill and honest and brave enough to show up and share her story and choose to be visible for other folks. So she's over there waiting for you. Go hang out with us, check it out. And I hope you continue to have the best week of your life. That is all I have for you today. I will catch you back here for the next episode. Until then, keep it queer out there.